Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Happy Monday, or whenever you happen to be listening to this episode, welcome to episode 64 of the All or Something Living Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about how you can build yourself and others up with you. But then, but but, but then, but first, remember that it always starts from within. So you first need to learn to build yourself up and be okay with who you are in order to be okay with building others up and to not feel threatened about that. But we'll go more into that. That's just a little preview of what's to come. But I wanted to share in case you're not part of this amazing Facebook group. I finally started a Facebook community for our community of listeners who are interested in diving deeper into the all or something lifestyle, which means basically in the Facebook group, we get together and we form healthy habits together with the underlying theme of self-compassion. So there is no beating ourselves up aloud. There is no, um, I won't say negativity because I do think that sometimes we're going to have bad days. I want to make sure that we're able to talk about what it is that we're going through, but it's going to be We're not going to sit in there and talk about how good or bad I was this week or how much weight I lost this week. Instead, we're going to talk about how we're feeling, about the amazing things that we have implemented or the wins of the week. Or So right now I started the group because we're doing a 14-day water challenge. So if you want to get in on that, um, actually, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be a little late. But we can always do another water challenge because we always should be working on our water intake. I think we all struggle with that one. Anyway, the group is called the All or Something Lifestyle, and you can search it on Facebook and request to join us. And I would love to have you in there, especially because I'm always talking about how I want to get to know my listeners. I want to know, and I know that I like a lot of you are my friends, and thank you so much for listening to this. Speaking of I want to give a shout out to my good friend, Jasmine. She's going to be one of my bridesmaids, but I know that she listens to the podcast um, often. She always gives me amazing feedback, and I so I want to take a moment to appreciate her. Hi, Jasmine. Thank you so much for listening and for always providing such awesome feedback and support. It seriously means the world to me. So let's get into the meat of this episode. Okay. Negative self-talk, bringing others down, bringing ourselves down. Where did we learn all of this? Where did this stem from? And I know for a lot of us, it's from our family of origin, right? It's what we learned, what we witnessed when we were growing up. And maybe that's not the case for you. Maybe that's not the case for some. Maybe your family of origin was awesome and very positive, but along the way, you picked it up from your friends or maybe the cues of the society around you, from school, wherever. Um, and, and seriously, it wouldn't be, oh, oh, social media too. It wouldn't be uncommon because it is so widespread for us to like beat ourselves up and to shame ourselves and to um, talk down to others and gossip about others. It's just such a, such a normal accepted 
part of society, and I think that's something that we need to change. But anyway, either way, there was somewhere along the line where we learned to tear ourselves and or others down. And I'm going to talk a little bit about my story with this because I have a lot of background in this area. First of all, it started with me because I think I think naturally I was born and I was a very happy go lucky independent girl and I know this because I've watched videos of myself when I was like two years old and I was just like my mom would follow me around with the video camera this is back in the 90s when we actually had full-on like big-ass video cameras and um and this was on a VHS tape so unfortunately I don't have access to it anymore but we used to watch these videos every every birthday of mine And I just remember like wearing these Ray-Ban sunglasses and just being too cool for school. I was so confident. I was just so nonchalant and I would just do my own thing. And then around, uh, when did I start getting teased? Probably, I think one of the first memories that I have about being teased was either third or fourth grade. There was this guy, we'll call him Jack. He was very tall, very popular jock guy. And he once said to me, I had a crush on him, of course, but he once said to me that I was tall and I was freckly. Like that was his insult to me. And at first I was like, yeah, your point. But that was the first memory of somebody saying something that made me realize maybe I'm less than I think I am. Then from there it got worse. I started being teased for my weight. That's when I started asking guys out and they said no. And finally one guy was like, I'd go out with her if she'd lose some weight. Um, And then it got worse where people were just straight up saying mean things to my face. Um, I was very mercilessly teased by my brother and sister, um, very badly by them and their friends. And they said some really mean, mean, hurtful things to me. And then just in my home life in general, the way that my family communicated was very, um, how do I describe it? Very just kind of negative, angry. We were very strong personality people. And, um, so I, I kind of learned that instead of communicating, we just argue and we fight. And I think a lot of families have that dynamic, right? Because not a lot of us really learn to communicate unless we've gone to therapy. And that wasn't a thing that a lot of people in my family were willing to do. I also learned it from the friends that I had in school. They had similar home lives. We had similar experiences. And so we got together and we were very negative toward ourselves, toward each other. We would gossip in our friend groups. And then as I got older, I started to become more aware of this. Uh, I didn't, I, I knew that I didn't like who I was for a lot of complex reasons. A lot of it had to do with me knowing that I wasn't aligned, meaning I knew that I was a good person on the inside, but I wasn't acting that way in so many ways. And so that caused like this disconnect and I didn't like myself. So I was mean to myself. I said really mean things. A lot of it came from all those voices that that had contributed growing up. And so I would hear myself like, you know, you're such a fat, disgusting pig. I would say horrible things like that to myself because others had once said that to me. So I picked up on that. Then I would start to get jealous of friends who I felt like 
were better than me for whatever reason. You know, we compare ourselves to our friends if we think that they're skinnier or prettier or popular, whatever, more so than us. And so we think that it takes something away from our own selves. So I was jealous of my friends and I noticed I would take little jabs at them and I would notice it right after I would say it. Like I would not want to say it, but it would come out like word vomit, you know, like from Mean Girls. And then I would just, and then that contributed also because I would say it and then I'd be like, I'd feel like such a shitty person. Like what the hell is wrong with me? And so just in general, I was unhappy and that reflected and showed up in the way that I treated others and myself, not just the things that I was saying to myself, but the way that I was treating myself, the way that I was treating my body as well. And I want to be clear so that you don't make an assumption of what I mean by that. doesn't mean that like back then I was like really that I was eating certain foods, quote unquote, abusing my body. And then now all of a sudden I love my body. So I never eat certain foods. That's totally not the case. It's that now I'm in partnership with my body and I listen closely to what my body wants. And there are some times where I drink more than I would like to, or I eat something that I, that doesn't make me feel great, or I know isn't going to make me feel great anyway. And I approach those situations with curiosity and self-compassion versus thinking like, oh, I abused my body. No, I don't abuse my body anymore because afterwards um, I have a conversation with my body and I'm like, you know, I apologize. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I did that. I'm human. I make mistakes. And then I just move on from that. Or I try to figure out, you know, how can I prevent this from happening next time? How can I, again, remember this, remember how my body felt, how I felt about treating my body this way and, um, develop that, that partnership and that relationship with my body. And that's what I mean when I say creating a healthy relationship to your body. So anyway, back off that tangent. So the first thing that I learned about bringing others up, bringing myself up that really started to shift things within me is that someone else's greatness does not take anything away from me. And I'm going to repeat that. Someone else's greatness doesn't take anything from me. And now I want you to repeat that with me so we can carve it into our neural pathways. Someone, oh, wait, say it with me. Someone else's greatness doesn't take anything away from me. And that statement alone, that realization alone helped me to feel less threatened when I noticed other people were doing awesome things, because what I realized was they can do awesome things. And so can I, and the more people out there doing awesome things, the better the world. So why wouldn't we all strive to be better collectively? And once I realized this, I suddenly wanted everyone to win instead of feeling like I had to be in competition with everyone. And so what I did is I started to look for the good in others and I started to point it out whenever I could. I started to notice that like spark within them and to try and pull it out almost like, um, those magic tricks where they like are pulling out ribbon after ribbon after ribbon, like seeing that and wanting to pull that out of a person. And so I started encouraging the people and the friends that I had who had something special within them that they didn't recognize, but that I recognized. And so, like I said, I started to pull it out of them and what a beautiful thing to witness. And speaking of recently, my son Jalen was talking about how he he's thinking of joining the military 
And he was looking at some videos of basic training online, and he told me that he thought it was cool that the MTIs, the military training instructors, seemed to believe in the trainees more than they believed in themselves. And at first I really had to think about it because I was like, is that really true? Because in basic training, all they're doing is just screaming at you the whole time. And um, sometimes they actually say really mean things. I was telling my fiance this morning that... um, that some like one of them called me like a retard at some point like they call you really mean names sometimes so I was like uh but then I remembered that um it is kind of true because something that me and Jason do with Jalen what we do as parents is we we push Jalen further than he thinks he is capable of and sometimes that's difficult because it requires a level of detachment and, it, and it's a level of detachment that's hard, especially for a mother. I don't think it's that hard for Jason, but it's difficult for me because I love him and I want to protect him, right? We have that natural nurturing instinct where we want to protect them from difficult feelings, from harm, from whatever it is. And so sometimes I have to just kind of throw Jalen out into, into the water without um, a safety net or a life preserver, right? I have to throw him out there and trust that he will learn to swim. And he does it every time. And that's kind of how it is in basic training. I found things within myself that I didn't know were there. And that's, I don't know if the MTIs do this consciously, if they're like, I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. I just think that that's just like what they do. But really the underlying message there though, is that I trust that you will figure out a way to make this happen. Right. So there were times where I didn't think I had it physically within me where they were like, stay in push up position or keep doing push ups, Don't stop. And you're like, my body is done, but they're like, you are not stopping. You're going to figure out a way to keep going. And somehow we do. And they know that we have that within ourselves. We just need to bring it out because sometimes the mind is stronger than the body and we have to get our mind on board. Um, or maybe our body is really strong, but the mind is not so strong. I don't know. I read a quote about that this morning, but anyway, either way, sometimes we don't realize what we're capable of. Uh, actually, a lot of times we don't because what happens is we all have blind spots. So... Imagine learning to that you learn to love yourself on such a deep level that you can then extend that love to someone else who at that point hasn't learned, they're still blind to how wonderful they truly are. Being able to do that, to, to give a person that gift really can change a person. And I've seen it happen in my own life. I've been able to extend that to others because I've learned to love myself, but it didn't happen naturally. I didn't learn to love myself very easily. I've talked about some of the ways that I started to do that, but a lot of the, the, a lot of the reason that I am able to love myself on such a deep level is because of my fiance, Jason. So when I first started dating him, I was very insecure. That was still in my early mid twenties when I didn't like myself. Right. And so it caused me to act out in a lot of ways, Ways ranging from the way that I treated him, the way that I talked to him in arguments and in fights, the way that I presented myself to others, the way that I was sleeping around with men 
because I wanted to be accepted. Um, And so a lot of people criticized me through those behaviors. And I always remember that when his, he had some good close girlfriends that who, that knew me, they were close to me and to him. Um, and when he was first interested in me, they were like, stay away from her. She has a reputation. And he was like intrigued. He was like, oh, there's more to this woman, you know? And he saw something in me that they didn't see. They saw me acting out because of these underlying issues that I had. And I was never able to heal those parts of me because no one was able to love me in that way. So you know when you're sick or when you have a wound, you care for yourself. You care for your body. And you really take the time to care for that wound. You you put like you soak it in water or you put neosporin on it or something and it heals. You don't continue to hurt yourself. You don't continue to scratch that wound or you don't continue to go running or whatever it is. You don't continue to run your body to the ground when you're sick, right? You love it. You give it time and space to heal. And that's the same when we have a lot of ailments. We have a lot of past experiences that have hurt us and injured us, and it is causing us to act out in certain ways. The way that we heal that part of ourselves or others is through nurturing, through love, through giving more of the love versus bringing each other down. And so that's exactly what Jason did for me. He loved me unconditionally through all of it, through all the bad moods, through all the lashing out. He was like, I still love you. And I think this is why so many people also resonate with religion and with God because the idea, well, of what it's supposed to be, a lot of people have turned it into shame and guilt again because we have a way of doing that. But truly, what we're supposed to get from God's love is that God loves us unconditionally and he continues. Even as we make our mistakes, even as we're human, he's like, that's okay. I trust, or I I still love you. I trust that you are better than this and I'm going to give you a chance to do it again, to, to re to retry or to learn or to whatever. He doesn't take that love away and that's what makes it so appealing. And that's what Jason did for me. And so I slowly, and it took years and it's still, I mean, it still is something that's in progress because we're always works in progress, but I slowly started to become this empowered, powerful version of myself that I never even thought was possible for me. I thought it was possible for others. I just didn't think it was there for me. But I always had dreamed of being that person. I always envied others who were that way. And others started to recognize that in me. And um, and so it was just really life-changing. And I'm so grateful for him every day for that. So just remember that you can be that for yourself and others. Remember, nurture the wound, love the wound, heal the wound. And that <laughs> sounded very spiritual. Um, that was a beautiful moment. I hope you experienced that with me. But anyway, moving on to another, a, a little bit, a little tiny extension of this topic, because I know this is really important to you as well. When it comes to our looks, because especially as women, and I know men are starting to do this more and more, we compare ourselves look-wise to each other. I struggle with this so hard. But when it comes to our looks, 
Remember that someone else's beauty doesn't take anything away from your own because we all have unique aspects about ourselves and there is plenty, plenty to go around. And so here's how I want to build you up today because I want to take a moment to love you unconditionally through everything that you have going on, through everything that you are. I just want you to know that you're amazing, whether you realize it or not. And how do I know this? Because maybe you're rolling your eyes right now and you're thinking like, sure, Lauren, you say that to everyone or you're like, this is a general podcast. I'm listening. You're telling everyone they're amazing. How does that make me amazing? Uh, First of all, you're right. I do tell everyone they're amazing because everyone, okay, almost everyone is amazing in their own unique way. And I know, I know that sounds like something your mother would tell you, but it's seriously true. Because we all have some sort of innate gift or some talent or something awesome to offer the world. But unfortunately, and this is the the saddest part of life, is that we don't all get to discover what that is. And a lot of the major, major reason that happens is because we hold ourselves back and we just spend our lives beating ourselves up and feeling guilty for not being who we think we should be versus really getting to know who we truly are and becoming that person. I want to know that side of you. I want to see who you truly are because to me, there's nothing more gorgeous than raw authenticity. So that's all I have for you this week. Don't forget to come join us over in the Facebook group. Remember to search all or something lifestyle in Facebook and go ahead and add yourself in there. I can't wait to see you in there. And I also can't wait to talk to you again next week. But until then, remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.